you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski, and today, an episode that I've wanted to do for a little while now, haven't had the opportunity yet, um, but I had some free time today, so I figured it is an absolutely perfect time to get this episode out there, and yes, we are talking about the Chicago White Sox, and I know some people might be saying, Michael why are you talking about the White Sox? It seems a little random. You usually have kind of a flow to your episodes, episode schedule, etc., 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 blah, 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 blah. Okay. Calm down. I'm talking about the White Sox today because I, I truly believe that they are one of the most interesting teams in the MLB today. And I believe that wholeheartedly, by the way. I think that the Chicago White Sox represent everything that is wrong or that could be wrong with the way an organization is managed in the, in the MLB today. All right, so obviously the Chicago White Sox, the White Sox, they play in the, the AL Central, right? The worst division in baseball this year. You could argue that the NL Central is worse, but I think that most people would agree with the fact that the AL Central is the worst. I mean, just given that the Twins are the best team in the division by record, and the Twins aren't a very good team. The White Sox, for many years, have had a roster that on paper looks like a roster that can, you know, make a playoff push, especially, again, in a weak division. In a weak division, this roster should kill it. And I don't think it's totally the fault of, you know, certain players. It's just, it's not. Guys like Andrew Benintendi are having really solid seasons, actually. And I think that for him, if you look at him statistically, he leads the team in batting average. You know, his his overall stats aren't unbelievable, right? But he's he's hitting 284 in the season. He leads off, so his, his home runs and RBIs are low. But he, he's not playing bad baseball. Obviously, his slugging and OPS are going to be a little bit lower because, again, you know, he just, he's just he's not hitting those doubles, triples. He's not driving a lot of runs, which, again, makes sense, though, because he's leading off. He's leading off, so you're not going to get as many RBIs if you're leading off because, A, you only get three at-bats then at most where – there could be a runner on base. I mean, your first at bat during the game, there's no one on base. Guaranteed, there's no one on base. 
So yeah, his RBI totals are are lower, but statistically, if you look at this season compared to his career, you know he's playing good baseball. Uh, I mean, his last season with Boston, he hit two sixty six. Now that year, he hit thirteen home runs, so his home run totals have definitely gone down. But you know he's he's certainly getting hits. Um, his stolen bases that year was 10. He has 12 so far in this season and just 96 games compared to 138. Uh, with the Royals in 2021, he had 276. Uh, that was with 17 home runs. So he's definitely got a little bit more power that year because uh, he was slugging 442 compared to 372. But he's getting on base more this year for sure. His OPB is definitely higher. And his OPS is, is fairly similar. It was 766 compared to 720. So, you know, and defensively, he's a really solid player. Obviously, his war is down, you know, from that season from 2.4 to basically 1. But the point still remains, I think, that he's having a solid season. The pop isn't there or hasn't been there, but I think it will be coming. But he's certainly not the problem, right? Again, he's leading off. He's playing a different position that's obviously going to impact. It's obviously going to impact. Uh, the way that, you know, his stats are projected, right? And then obviously, you know, you have uh, other guys in this team. You have Eloy Jimenez, who's having a really actually solid season. Again, when Eloy is on the field, he's he's playing good baseball, right? Uh, in 68 games a season, he's hitting 286. He's got 13 home runs. So he had 16 last season, 84 games. Um, obviously, his 2019 season, which was he played 122 games. He had 31 home runs, so you know he's probably on pace to play probably like 110 games a season, but he's having a really solid season. I think that, again, the White Sox will be happy with the way that he's playing. Um, unfortunately, I think the biggest problem for this team right now is, for whatever reason, they can't get it together. They just can't. They have some players who, you know, again, are really underperforming. And I think that Tim Anderson is is at, at the peak of that. I mean, Tim Anderson, you know, career-wise, is just – he's in a slump. And I'm not even talking about this season. The past two seasons, he has six home runs. He has zero so far this season. And this was a guy in 2021 who had 17 home runs and hit, you know, a, a lot. You know, he, had, he went in 2017 to 2021, he hit – 17, 20, 18, he hit 10 in 49 games, and then 17 again, right? He's hit zero this year. So the power is totally gone from his game. He's hitting over a whole point lower this year slugging than last year. His batting average is 245, right? His on-base percentage is 285. His slugging is also 285, right? He's a minus 1.2 war player. It's not good, right? Andrew Vaughn, another guy right? He's hitting 244. It's just, it's not good enough. Career-wise for him, this is a guy who was saying 271 last season, right? The pop is still there in his game. He's still slugging at the same percentage, right? And his on-base percentage is fairly the same. But for a guy who's, again, now playing a lot of, you know, he's, he's thrown into a bigger position on the team, right? And then you have Luis Robert, uh, Luis Robert, Junior, and he's actually having, I would say, a very good season relative to last season. Ninety-eight games, a hundred games this season. He's hit 
Last season, 22 home runs. This year, he has 28 home runs. So, yes, his batting average is down, but he's slugging 557. His war is 4.2. So there are good players, but guys like Tim, Tim Anderson are not playing well, right? Guys like Jake Berger, who's played 84 games this year, is hitting 212. Now, he is slugging 505, right, because he has 22 home runs, but there are problems there. Yasmani Grandel, he's the catcher. You know, he's older. That happens. But you start to see as you go down the list, a lot of these guys – not slugging well. Gavin Sheets, another guy. And him and Elvis Andrews both have played 70 games. Elvis Andrews is slugging 283 and Gavin Sheets is slugging 359, right? And they're both hitting like 200, 210, right? So that's part of the problem, right? First off, they just have a lot of players who aren't performing up to expectations. Now, if you look at pitching, again, this is a roster where you're saying these pitchers should be good. You have Gilito, Lynn, Cease, Kopek. Um, you have K- Clevenger, right? You have a bunch of different guys. But here's the issue, right? Here, here's the issue. This season, they all suck. I mean, listen, Lance Lynn is a very good pitcher. I, I like Lance Lynn. I like Lansing, right? But when you have a guy go from a 399 ERA in 2022, 2.69 in 2021, to 6.47, it's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, he's just, he he's totally, 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 totally fallen off um, from, from where he was. It, it's unbelievable. Right. Look at Giolito, who is, by the way, he was just traded. He's he was their best. He's been their best pitcher this season. Right. A guy who throughout his career has been good this season. Another good year. He went from four nine last year, three point seven nine. But the year before that, he was three five three. So this is fairly on pace. For him. But he's only six and six. You know, I, I'm just saying there are things about this team that are good. But then you have a guy like Dylan Cease, a guy who, again, I really like. On paper, this roster is really good. A guy who had a 2.2 ERA last season. A guy whose innings pitched last year was 184. He had 227 Ks. He had 226 the year before that. This year, he's got a 4.04 ERA. He's pitched 113 innings. He's only got 138 strikeouts. There's no way he's going to throw the same strikeout. He's just not having as good of a season. He's, it's a down year for him. But it seems like that's the case for so many White Sox players. And not just one year, every single year, right? Kopech is not a good pitcher. He's a, he has a 4.44 ERA. But when your best pitchers can't do anything about it, you have serious problems. Now, let's look at the White Sox as a whole. They're 23rd in runs, they're 20th in batting average, they're 29th in on-base percentage, and they're 24th in slug. These stats, again, are for a team that is playing in the worst division in baseball. It doesn't take much for the, it wouldn't take much for this team to actually be good and actually make a move. It wouldn't take much. Listen to me, folks. It, it would not take much for this team to be good. Yet, 
they can't do it. And I think it's – there's so many different things I think you could put into it. I, I, it's not that I hate their roster. I mean, again, we can go through their roster. I like a lot of their players. I like a lot of their players. Boom, I like a lot of their players. I like a lot of their pitchers. They made a good move getting off of Tony La Russa last year as manager. But this team, the White Sox, absolutely cannot figure anything out. They're 20th in batting average. They're right above the New York Mets, right? Let's look at home runs. Let's look at home run total. Right? How many home runs do they hit compared to other teams? They're 20th. They're 113th. Right? But yet you have a roster with guys who should be hitting more home runs. You have you have Luis Robert, who, who, who hits so many home runs. Right? Look at the teams at the bottom of this list. The Guardians, expected. The Marlins, Nationals, Royals, Tigers, Athletics, Tigers, Pirates, Rockies, Brewers, Phillies, White Sox, right? But let's compare the Phillies and the White Sox, right? So the White Sox have two more home runs. But the Phillies on base percentage, you ready for this? As a team, is 319 compared to 295. They're slugging is 415 compared to 389, right? I mean, just hit total-wise, the White Sox are 19th. They're, they're, they're just bottom third in every single category, essentially, right? I mean, not, you know, there's going to be variation, but they just don't score enough runs. Look at their RBI total. I think this is really, really telling of, you know, where a team is at. They have 420 RBIs. That's very low. I mean, that's 23rd in the MLB. The Brewers and the Guardians, they're ahead of. And those two teams win games, not because they score runs, but because they have very good pitching, right? The rest of the teams below them stink. Pirates, Marlins, Tigers, Royals, Athletics. The teams above them kind of suck too. Nationals, Rockies. I mean, the Yankees are not very good. And I'm not saying that one stat makes a team bad because obviously every team, and this is true, is weak in particular statistics. It just happens. You can't be number one in everything. But the White Sox are low in everything. Their team ERA is 4.65. Their innings pitch, I think this is really telling. Their innings pitch for this team, where are they? Is ninth. Okay, so they have a lot of innings pitch. It means they're having a lot of long games. It means their pitchers are going out there, which is fine. I wish I could see starter pitching. I think that would be even more telling. But ninth is not bad. They're right, you know, uh, that doesn't really say anything. I mean, because they're tied with the Orioles and Athletics who are two completely different teams. But let's look at quality starts. Let's look at quality starts. They're 17th. Let's compare this year to last year. So I said they were 19th in quality starts. They were 11th last year. What about 2021? They were 10th. What about 20? We're going to skip 2020. Let's go 19. They were 13th. So that to me is really telling. You have a team that was essentially basically 10th, 10th to 12th in the league. 
right? Over the past previous like five seasons. In quality starts, which a quality start means you go six innings, giving up three or fewer runs as a starting pitcher. Now they're 17th in the league. So the pitching has taken a dramatic decline in terms of just their starting pitchers are going. Let's look at K's strikeouts. So the White Sox are second in the league in strikeouts, and they've always been a team to throw a lot of strikeouts. That's just what they do. Look at last season, 2022, they were eighth in the league in strikeouts. Total strikeouts. 2021, they were third. 2020. Oh, we're going to skip 2020. I lied. 2019. Uh, in 2019, they were 18. Right? So I think this is really key when we talk about the formula of the White Sox, right? Managerially, this team, and by the way, the Twins are first in the league in strikeouts. So, you know, I'm not saying there can't be success, but when you have a certain group of pitchers, like the White Sox do. They are a strikeout first team. Right? They're not about putting balls in play. Let's look at the teams at the bottom of this list, or, or even towards the middle. You have the Giants, Red Sox, Reds, Brewers, Mets. And I'm not saying that there's any sort of correlation between strikeouts and success, because there isn't. Right? The Guardians... Again, are a 500 team. The Rangers are leading their division. And they have fewer strikeouts than the Athletics, who are arguably the worst team in baseball. So there's no correlation between strikeouts and winning. There just isn't. Teams have different philosophies. Teams have different types of pitchers. There are always different types of pitchers. But what I think is key is when you look at the White Sox over the past you know, four seasons or whatever, there's no change in, in, in strategy. Right? They tell their pitchers, go out there and try to get strikeouts. There's not any question of, hey, let's get a ground ball. That's why they're not successful. And I'm not saying that teams can't be successful when they throw strikeouts. I'm just saying when you've tried something for, let's see, three straight seasons, 19, 21, and 22. Right? I think those are the three seasons I mentioned. Now we're in 2023. When you've tried that for those three seasons and it hasn't worked, maybe you think going into the season, okay, let's not be do so dogmatic about, hey, we need to get strikeouts. We need to throw strikeouts. Maybe it's more about, hey, why are we allowing, and this is really telling, why are we allowing the second most walks in the league? So you're striking out the second most, but you're also walking the second most. And the difference between strikeouts and walks or strikeouts are not necessarily correlative to whether a team is good or bad. But I'll tell you this, walks definitely are. Because the teams that lead the league in walks, Athletics, White Sox, Reds, Nationals, Rockies, Angels, Mets, Royals, Pirates, Cardinals. How many of those teams are below 500? How many of those teams are really, really bad? Right? The Angels maybe are the best team on that list. Right? And we know why the Reds were good. It's not because they're pitching. And the Mets have struggled a lot too. So let's put that in perspective, right? The formula, the, I, the way they're coached to pitch is not good, right? And I'm not saying that teams that give up very few walks are necessarily good. But I'm saying that teams that generally walk a lot of batters 
are not very good. You do have to throw strikeouts, yes. But you can't walk the second most guys in the league just because you're striking out the second most. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Uh, you know, and, and with that, you also can't give up the second most amount of home runs. They've given up 145. You know the you know the teams on the list. You want to you want to go through the top ten? A's, White Sox, Nationals, Rockies, Reds, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Mets, Diamondbacks, Royals. Like, there is a fundamental problem with the way that the White Sox are run as an organization, the way they are coached, the way that they're taught to play. And I've been saying this because I don't believe it's as much on the players as people may think. Dylan Cease is not a bad pitcher. We know that. We I don't believe Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito are bad pitchers. I don't believe that Tim Anderson's a bad player. What I do believe is that these players are being told to hit and play the game in a very, very, very unanalytical manner, I think is the best way I can say it. Because the idea that the White Sox are promoting is, hey, we are going to get a ton of strikeouts. And we're also going to walk a lot of batters and give up a lot of home runs. That is not a winning formula, right? When teams go over before a game, hey, here's our strategy. Here's how we're going to pitch to these guys. Here's how we're going to pitch to these guys. Whoever's doing that job is doing a really, really bad job. And it, the strategy, by the way, the strategy has not changed. Look at last season. Actually, I strike that. The strategy has gotten worse. They were 22nd in home runs given up last year. In walks? Where even are they in walks? In walks, they were ninth. So they weren't great, but they weren't bad. All right, let's look at 2021. Walks? They were 23rd, right? So we did see more success for them, by the way, record-wise, during the stretch too. In home runs in 2021, they were 24th. So you could say, okay, but Michael, maybe the pitching really has regressed. And that's possible. There's a certain, it's definitely possible that it's regressed to a certain degree. But what I won't buy is that these pitchers automatically just became awful. Because it's not just one guy who's throwing, you know, who's worse. It's everybody across the board. And that's weird. How is it possible that almost every single pitcher in your team is significantly worse than they were the previous season? Maybe the previous couple seasons. And that's why I'm saying whoever is in charge of game planning for these teams is doing a really bad job. Because they're just giving up too many home runs. And you can look at the numbers. You can see they're trying to strike a lot of guys out because they have their second motion strikeouts, but their second most in walks and second most in home runs given up. So you tell me. So you tell me, because if you look at how many hits they've given up, if you look at how many hits they've given up, they're 12th. They're second in home runs, but they're 12th. So yes, the pitching hasn't been great, but they're sort of towards kind of the middle-ish of the league. They're in that middle tier of hits given up, which isn't great, but the Orioles are ninth in hits given up, and the Astros are 15th. So there are good teams right around them. I mean, it's not necessarily correlating. But again, what I will say is they give up so many freaking home runs, and they walk so many batters. And if you look at their whip, their team whip, 
It's 24th in the league. Like, you just cannot win games when you are bottom seven, bottom six in the league, and win. You just can't do it. You can't do it. People ask me, Michael, why are you so apprehensive about the Red Sox? It's because the Red Sox find themselves in a lot of, I mean, they're 18th. They're not great either. The White Sox, though, have a fundamental problem. It's not as much anymore of we're just, oh, you know, we're just talking about, you know, teams that are, you know, they're struggling or whatever. It's it's a actual coaching problem, right? There's something going on in this organization that it's just bad. It's just bad. Because if you look at them, they're middle of the pack in, in fielding percentage. Middle of the pack. That's fine. Middle of the pack is fine in fielding percentage. You don't have to be a great fielding team to win games, right? It would help, but they're right behind the Astros. They actually are tied with the Astros, or 968 both, right? In terms of total errors, they're 15th. They're middle of the pack. That's not bad, right? Uh, You know, so I guess the general point I'm trying to make is that you know, this, this team isn't bad. Then the players aren't playing bad. Sure, they might not play, be playing as great, but I think that's more due to coaching. And so I, I there needs to be a conversation with the White Sox. Obviously, I think they, they I think at this point, you need, a, you need a hard reset. You need to push the reset button. You say, we are going to reset. Because there's just, there's no way in my mind that you can keep running this back with the same formula of players. Because the lineups aren't working, right? They're just not. You have individual players who can have good nights. I mean, I've watched I've watched games. I know Aloy Jimenez is a good player. I know Andrew Panadendi is a good player. I've seen them play. They're on my fantasy team for a reason. I didn't trade them away because I like them. It's a fundamental problem within this organization. It's a fundamental problem within this organization. And I, I think they really need a hard reset. The White Sox are just, they're they are a dumpster fire. They have no clue what's going on. They can't figure it out. And before you say, Michael, that's the entire AL Central. No, it's not. Because the Royals made a World Series. The Tigers were very good in the 2010s. The Guardians made a World Series. And the Twins lead the division and the only team with a winning record. I'm not defending the Twins out here. But what I am saying is the White Sox are 21 games below 500. They have a minus 83 run differential, and they are worse than the Tigers record-wise, which is not very easy to do. I mean, the Tigers are the fifth worst team, no, fourth worst team in the American League. The only teams the Tigers are better than are the White Sox, Royals, and Athletics. That's it. That's it. And the White Sox are are a bottom three team in the American League with a roster that you would say on paper, that's a playoff roster, especially in this division. So I think they need a fundamental change. I would blow it up. I mean, I would trade everybody, maybe except for Cease. Lynn's Lynn's not worth anything. You need to fire all your coaching staff because they stink. And, you know, I, I, I just... There's just so many problems. Anyways, 
Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. I hope you have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.